This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Blue wire. Breaking news, LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes, sir! Bryant has to put it up with the buzzer. Backs it in! <laughs> he backs in the three! And the Lakers win! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. As usual, Tomara Zarli, your Clippers beat writer here, who will be doing some more Lakers content in the next couple of days. Uh, going to be joining some of these Zoom calls, getting some Lakers content for you guys as well. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, no guests this week. Um, going to be doing a solo pod here, so I hope you guys are cool with that, enjoy it. If you don't, I'm sure you guys will let me hear about it. We're just going to jump right into it, though. You know, we are – we got a, a couple games left in the NBA bubble, seeding games anyways. Uh, the Lakers have one final game left against the Sacramento Kings Thursday night uh, – or Thursday afternoon, I should say. Uh, while the Clippers have a game against the Nuggets on Wednesday night and another game against the Thunder on Friday night. Now, the Lakers have locked up the number one seed, so they don't really have much to play for. Uh, the Kings have been eliminated, so they don't really have anything to play for. Uh, I will say that the Lakers have not been playing well, uh, at least leading up to the Nuggets game, um, which they won on a, on a game winner from Kyle Kuzma. We'll get into that in a bit. So the Lakers might look to, you know, play some of their guys about 20, 25 minutes just to get some, you know, rhythm going before the playoffs begin on Monday, April 18th. Now, the Clippers, on the other hand, uh, they've been they've been okay. They've been playing in spurts. Uh, they've been playing well in spurts, and they've had some some bad spurts as well. I'll just recap the week for you guys. Uh, last week, you know, we had Miriam Swanson on, and she said we both predicted the Lakers and Clippers would go three and one in their weeks. This week, this past week, the Lakers went one and three uh, with losses to the Thunder, the Rockets, the Pacers, and a win over the Nuggets. And then the Clippers went two and two. Uh, with a loss to the Phoenix Suns, the red-hot Phoenix Suns, we're 7-0 now in bubble play. Uh, a win over the Dallas Mavericks, a surprising win over the Portland Trailblazers, 
and an equally surprising loss to the Brooklyn, the shorthanded Brooklyn Nets. Uh, just looking into those games real quick, you know, the Lakers, like I said, were not playing well leading up to the Nuggets game. Uh, they, ha- they, they struggled to really, to really score. Uh, their offense didn't really look great. I think at one point they had the worst offense in the entire bubble, um, averaging about 99 points for 100 possessions. So uh, not great, but again, uh, they've locked up the number one seed for about a week now. Um, so there's really no concern there in terms of, um, of playing for anything. They're really not playing for anything other than rhythm, you know, trying to stay healthy and um, just trying to, you know, build the chemistry up on the court uh, as best as possible. They're incorporating guys like Dion Waiters into the lineup. Uh, you've got guys like J.R. Smith still working into shape. Um, Anthony Davis, LeBron James had some time off. So, um, yeah, won't expect too much, too much time from them in the final, in the finale against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what's interesting is, uh, you know, we are about two days away from the end and we still don't know who the Lakers will be playing. As of Wednesday morning, uh, the Western Conference standings are more confusing than, than anyone could have anticipated. Um, I, I, I think we, we expected there to be some, some tight, tight races, but um, you know, right now we've got the Memphis Grizzlies at eight with the Portland Trailblazers a half game behind them in the ninth spot. You have the Phoenix Suns and the San Antonio Spurs right behind them. Anyone can still get that, that eighth and ninth playoff spot, by the way, uh, play-in spot, I should say. Um, Whoever gets the eighth seed will have to beat whoever gets the ninth seed once, and whoever gets the ninth seed will have to beat the eighth seed twice in order to get into the playoffs. The eighth seed will need to beat the ninth seed once to get into the playoffs. And their reward for winning that game, that playing tournament, is a matchup with the Lakers. Now, looking at it right now, um, you know, the Portland Trailblazers have a good chance to earn their way into a, a matchup with the Lakers. I don't know how much noise they're really going to make. Uh, if you look at Twitter, you'd think that the Blazers are, you know, the second coming of like a, <laughs> the the running, you know, the uh, what was it, the We Believe Warriors, uh, the way they're gonna ups- try to upset a number one seed with the Lakers. But um, I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, at best, the Blazers will steal one, maybe two games. There's no home court advantage, so Portland's home arena, uh, I think it's the Motor Center, uh, they will not have that advantage there. They do have the advantage of a red hot and determined Damian Lillard, however who is just coming off of back-to-back 51- and 61-point games, leading, to the, leading the Blazers to a couple of very crucial wins in order to secure this ninth spot. Portland can't fall below ninth in the, play, in the playing tournament, so they're in. But it'll be up to the Grizzlies. They have one more game, I believe, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have one more game. I forgot against who. Phoenix Suns have one more game against the Dallas Mavericks. And the San Antonio Spurs have one more game against the Utah Jazz. So still a lot at, at stake here. Um, Utah probably doesn't have too much to play for right now, so they might just lose that, that San Antonio game by resting guys. But, yeah, just goes to show you again that, that there's really no clear opponent for the Lakers yet. Uh, I'll probably record another pod once the playoff seedings are, are set. We know who's going to face who um, and all that's you know set in stone. But for now, it doesn't look like there's much, you know, we know. Uh, I don't. I don't really don't think any team is going to cause the Lakers problems in the playoffs. They could probably sweep the Grizzlies. Uh, probably sweep the Suns. Maybe the Suns will get one since they've been playing so well. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs are without Lamarcus Aldridge, so I don't really see them making some noise. Maybe Greg Popovich's greatness can can get the Spurs a game or two with some you know some schemes and and, and adjustments to the Lakers. Um, you know 
how they run their things. Uh, but the Portland Trailblazers probably have the best chance to upset them, and their chances aren't great. So uh, I, I fully expect a four, four to five game series coming out of that uh, one eight matchup or one nine, whoever ends up getting that eight seed. Looking at the Clippers, um, they, you know, they have a very important matchup with the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. They are currently a game and a half ahead of the Nuggets for the two seed. Uh, and the Nuggets are a game and a half ahead of the Rockets for the three seed. So it doesn't look like Houston will – it doesn't look like Houston's going to move out of that four seed. It looks like they're determined to sort of stay in there, uh, especially after their blowout loss to the San Antonio Spurs where they arrested James Harden on Tuesday night. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. That's right, cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item belongs to you. It is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Just go to DealDash.com and use the promo code BATTLE or DealDash.fm slash BATTLE. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash BATTLE. Not really sure what to expect out of that, but it's clear that um, teams are positioning themselves for the best and most favorable, I guess, matchups possible. Uh, Right now, the Clippers, uh, again, like I said, they're going to face the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. They have a game and a half lead over them. So they could realistically lose that game over Denver uh, to give Denver the win, um, make sure Denver stays ahead of Houston in the seating, in the standings. Uh, And then the Clippers could just take care of business on Friday night against the OKC Thunder, who could also be resting guys like Chris Paul, Shea Gildas-Alexander in preparation for the playoffs. Clippers win that Friday night game. They get the number two seed anyway. So a loss tomorrow doesn't completely hurt the Clippers. They might just do that anyways in order to keep Houston away from Denver. Uh, My good buddy Lucas Hahn has been creating a nice little Google Doc and updating it daily with, with scenarios on where the Clippers can finish, where the Nuggets can finish. So if you haven't checked that out, I would check that out because he's done some great work on that. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's really no, 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 no final answer there yet, but it looks like the Clippers will be the two, Nuggets will be the three, Houston will be the four. Uh, and if all this, <laughs> if all this stays uh, the way it is, uh, we're looking at a you know Lakers Blazers one eight matchup. Uh, the Clippers will face the Mavericks uh, as a two seven matchup. Uh, which is interesting because Dallas presents a, a, f- a few interesting challenges with, with Luka Doncic and, and Kristaps Porzingis. That their offense is just really, really potent, but their defense is just—I I don't think it's been there. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how how well they play. I don't think that'll be more than a five or six game series. Uh, if that, I, I predict a five game series where the Clippers win four uh, one, but we'll see. Uh, right now, the three six matchup in the West will be the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Uh, which would be an interesting one because both teams have been pretty shorthanded during the bubble. The Denver Nuggets have not had uh, Jamal Murray for a couple games, but he returned. But it looks like Gary Harris and Will Barton will miss the entirety of the bubble seeding games. Um, we don't even know if they'll be ready for the playoffs yet. Meanwhile, the Jazz have been without Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, 
I think it was their second leading scorer. Um, really, their sniper, their marksman from beyond the arc. So um, they struggled as well. Lost three in a row. Have not been playing well in the bubble. So, and then the four or five matchup. All the storylines, everything you'd want. Um, the Houston Rockets against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That would probably just make headlines for for those two teams alone. Considering, you know, just about a year ago, those two completed uh, one of the most surprising trades in recent memory, where Russell Westbrook was sent from the OKC Thunder to the Houston Rockets in exchange for Chris Paul and a number of draft picks. Obviously, Russ spent his entire career in OKC, so you know James Harden was there as well, started his career. Chris Paul played a bit in in New Orleans back when, um, or sorry, in Oklahoma City when they were the Hornets. And um, obviously, we know his history with the Rockets, where uh, they fell short a couple times in the conference finals and the conference semis to the Warriors. So, a lot of storylines there, a lot of interesting storylines. I, I still a lot up at stake though. So, so we don't know if it's final yet. Again, I'll record another pod once the seedings are set, and we will we will know more. Before we move on, though, just wanted to do a best of the week and a worst of the week segment on the Clippers and Lakers sides. Best of the week, we'll start off with the Lakers. Uh, obviously, Kyle Kuzma has been playing well in the bubble. Not great, but playing well. Uh, and they hit that game winner. They had that set play out of bounds to, to, for Kuzma to hit the game winner over um, over Jesus, if you will. That was his quote after the game. Uh, he had the game winner over Bull Bull. Uh, gave, the, gave the Lakers a 124-121 win over the Denver Nuggets. That was a, a much-needed one if you were the Clippers, just because you wanted to keep – Denver off your back for the Tuesday. So uh, I guess thank you Lakers from Clippers fans. <laughs> Best of the week on the Clippers side. I think it may have been uh, completely trying to tank against the Blazers and still defeating Damian Lillard. We saw Paul George get, get, get subbed out. Uh, Marcus Morris gets subbed out. Lou Williams who was on a minutes restriction, uh, got subbed out earlier. And um, the Clippers, <laughs> I mean, they, they gave the Blazers chances. The uh, Blazers were up five with about a minute and a half, two minutes to go, and they just could not close out. Patrick Patterson hit some big shots. Or Michael Green hit some big shots. Rodney Magruder obviously hit the biggest shot of the night, which is a game-winning three-pointer. The go-ahead one uh, put him up for good. Damian Lillard went on the other end, was fouled, missed two free throws uh, with Patrick Beverly celebrating, tapping his wrist, yelling, Dane time, Dane time, mocking him. So that was uh, – that created some controversy if you hadn't heard about that, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, yeah, that, that was an interesting game because the Clippers really tried to, I think, uh, give Portland that game because I, I believe the report came out that the Portland Trailblazers um, – sorry, the Clippers believe the Blazers can give the Lakers a run for their money in the playoffs. Uh, which I, think, I think everyone believes they can, they can give them some fits. I don't think they'll beat them in a series, but uh, regardless, uh, I think that that's why the, the Clippers tried to sort of, uh, you know, Hand the Blazers a win, and the Blazers just denied it. So, um, yeah, that was on them. We'll move on to worst of the week, though. The Clippers, uh, you know, they had their surprising win over the Blazers on Saturday night, and then they go off and lose to the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday. Uh, the Brooklyn was beyond shorthanded. I mean, we're talking their top six or seven rotation guys were out. Karis LeVert finished with, like, 29 points and 13 assists in that game. Brooklyn shot the lights out of the gym in that one. The uh, Clippers, I think, what Doc said, they spotted the, the Nets 20 points. They were down 20 points in the first quarter and just played, you know, come back the entire time. But there's only so much uh, you can do trying to come back from 20 points down when, you know, Paul George is sitting out that game to rest. And uh, so 
It's just just a mixed bag there. Um, not not the best. That was the worst of the week for the Clippers. And I guess the Lakers, the worst of the week, uh, which they've sort of moved on from. But Anthony Davis uh, had, had his second lowest scoring game of the entire season in the loss to the Indiana Pacers, uh, finishing with just eight points on three of 14 shooting from the field. Uh, that was a pretty abysmal night for him. Uh, his, his first lowest scoring night was a five-point performance against the New York Knicks. Uh, the only difference was the Lakers won that one by 30. Uh, so they didn't really need AD to go off for anything more than five points, I guess. In this one, however, um, yeah, the Lakers really needed a spark from AD, and he couldn't provide it. But Anthony Davis moved on from that. He finished with 27 points, six rebounds, and five assists in the Lakers' latest game against the Denver Nuggets. That was a win, so uh, they moved on from that. But again, that was the best and worst of the week for the Clippers and the Lakers. Real quick, I wanted to tell you guys about NFL Sunday Ticket. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSunday.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV's Fantasy Zone channels. You'll never miss any of your favorite teams or your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 50% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code Blue wire. And now just a quick look ahead at the uh, Lakers upcoming schedule. We've got the Sacramento Kings, like I said, on Thursday night. They don't really need to win that game. They just need to play well, build some rhythm, build some chemistry, and uh, just get it going offensively because they've struggled in the bubble. The Clippers, that I mentioned as well, have the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday. Not a must-win game for them. Uh, but if you do lose that one, you probably should win the Friday night matchup against the Thunder, just so you keep that two seed. Although, again, if they feel like there's a better matchup with them falling to the three seed, uh, maybe they'll try to do that as well. Uh, it won't matter if the Nuggets lose either of their uh, final two games because uh, then they'll just have a big enough gap to stay out of them. A little bit of news here. The NBA announced earlier today, Tuesday, uh, that they would be naming their all-NBA seeding game teams. Uh, I think they got a first team, and they're going to have a second team. Um, and they're also going to be naming uh, the Kia NBA player of the seeding games. Uh, I think after Wednesday night, uh, after Tuesday night, rather, uh, Damian Lillard is going to be winning that award um, through seven games. Obviously, they got one more, but... Uh, Dame is averaging 37 points, nine assists, four and a half rebounds, um, shooting 49% from the field, shooting 41% from beyond the arc, and 89% from the free throw line. He's making five and a half, five three pointers a game. Um, Portland is five and two in these games, so uh, he's just been crucial to them making the playoffs, making at least reaching the play-in tournament. So I, I expect we'll see Damian Lillard named the uh, player of the seeding games of the you know, seeding games MVP first couple of games. If you ask me, I probably would have said TJ Warren, TJ Warren got off to a hot start. Um, Devin Booker, obviously this is the Phoenix Suns are seven and zero. what's crazy to me is that the Phoenix Suns could go eight and zero in bubble game in bubble seeding games and still not make the playoffs, still not get the play in tournament seat. So uh, kind of messed up, but I commend Devin Booker, Monty Williams of the Suns for doing all they could. Uh, they really looked impressive. They've, they've, manhandled a few teams you know he had Devin hit that game winner over Paul George and the Clippers so 
the Suns have really had a great bubble tournament, and hopefully this can spark into something, um, you know, some kind of momentum they can use into next year because Phoenix has not had a great team in the last, what, nine, ten years probably? So um, it'll be good to see him back in the playoffs making some noise again. Good to see Devin Booker successful. I think my all-NBA uh, seeding games first team if I had to pick, probably go Damian Lillard at the point guard, uh, James Harden at the shooting guard, I would say. Um, he, the Rockets have been four and one when he plays. He's averaging 33 points, eight assists, uh, sorry, eight, nine assists and eight rebounds uh, per game, three steals as well, shooting at 51% from the field, 33% from the on the arc, and 90% from the free throw line. So he's getting it done as well. Uh, I'd have Dame, James Harden. And although Luka Doncic is averaging a triple double with 32, 11, and 11, I don't think I can give him that small forward spot over Devin Booker. Like I said, Phoenix Suns are 7 0 in bubble play. He deserves the All-NBA first seeding games team uh, nomination there. So I go Dame, Harden, Devin Booker. Uh, obviously go Giannis Antetokounmpo at the power forward position. He's averaging what, 31 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. He's been dominant, shooting 64% from the field. Uh, really no arguing with that. Uh, and then the center position, I'd probably go Chris Haps Porzingis from the Mavericks. Um, he, he's, he's been on a tour as well. Uh, Mavericks have only won two of their six games so far, but he's averaging 31 points, nine rebounds, uh, and almost two blocks a game. So uh, Chris Stapps on 50% shooting. So Chris Stapps is really getting it done for, for Dallas in the bubble. Um, so th- I think that's, that's my, my all-NBA seeding games first team. Uh, Dame, James Harden, Devin Booker, Giannis, and Chris Stapps for Zingas. Now, like I said, I think the MVP of the seeding games will obviously be Damian Lillard just been on a complete tear and, and really deserves it for carrying the Blazers into the playoffs here. And just wanted to remind you guys about Bet Online. As you know, sports are coming back. So are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, as the NBA, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. You can check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it's like to play without fans in a series that they're calling the Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. The NBA also announced a list of finalists for their 2020 NBA awards. Uh, we knew a lot of these, but I'm just going to highlight these real quick for you guys. For the MVP award, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and LeBron James as the top three finishers. Uh, we're going to find out who wins that sometime later after the season, I believe. I think Giannis will end up winning that award uh, just because he's had too fantastic of a year. And the, the NBA has said that, Voting will, will go from the beginning of the season up to the March 11th stoppage of play. So uh, bubble games really don't count, even though he's been spectacular there too. Uh, so Giannis is my MVP. Rookie of the Year award, we got Jean Morant, Kendrick Nunn from the Heat, and Zion Williamson from the Pelicans. I think that was pretty easy as well. Jean Morant is, you know, I don't think anyone had Memphis even in the playoff hunt, and they were the eighth seed for most of the year. I don't know if they'll, they'll keep that seed, but uh, it, Morant has been spectacular all year. I think he wins Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, we've got Giannis, uh, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Now, it's 
completely rare, I think, nowadays especially, for a player to win the MVP award and the Defensive Player of the Year award. I think the last player to do that was Michael Jordan, and I might be wrong. But I don't think he wins it this year. I think Anthony Davis has been a, a workhorse down low for the Los Angeles Lakers, just, just really anchoring their defense and really being there on both ends, uh, but especially defensively. So I think AD will win Defensive Player of the Year. He's been spectacular. Uh, Kia Sixth Man of the Year Award. Sixth Man Award. It's tough. Because you got Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, and Lou Williams finishing in there. And I truly believe that Montrez Harrell had the best year of those three. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has had it played marvelous for a surprising Thunder team, I would say. I think people had him as maybe like an eight or nine seed, and they've been a top five seed for most of the year. But again, I think Montrez Harrell doing what he's doing, coming off the bench uh, on a team that's stacked and putting up career numbers, points, rebounds, just below his career highs and blocks, uh, shooting percentage. Um, it, it's just it's hard to deny that. Uh, and Trez has really been doing doing work for the Clippers. He's been anchoring their second unit. Uh, in games, even where Lou Williams does not shoot well, uh, you can count on that energy from Trez. So I think Trez will win that Sixth Man of the Year award. Most improved player, uh, the finalists are Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic, and Brandon Ingram. I don't necessarily agree with having Luka Doncic in there, considering he's a second-year player and it's kind of – I mean, you expect a rise from a first-year to a second-year player, and we, we don't really see a second-year player winning it. Um, Luka himself did say, I want to see Devontae Graham of the Charlotte Hornets on there. Graham made huge strides, um, you know, becoming – I think he started the year as a sixth man and just started right away once he, once he showed that he can really play ball out. I think he averaged just about 18 points and seven – assists per game for the Hornets uh, next to Terry Rozier. So great numbers for him. Uh, but most improved player, I think Brandon Ingram will win it. Um, Bam Adebayo is getting more opportunities, obviously, with Hassan Whiteside out of town. Uh, but I think Ingram has just been you – know, he was an all-star for the first time. He averaged 26 from and carried the Pelicans for most of the time that Zion was not available. And so I think that uh, Ingram has done enough there to win that award. Uh, and finally, Coach of the Year, where the finalists are Mike Budenholzer, Billy Donovan, and Nick Nurse. That's a tough one because all three coaches have been spectacular. Uh, Billy Donovan, obviously carrying the Thunders to the playoffs um, in surprising fashion. Uh, but you could say that about Nick Nurse as well, who uh, I believe will be coach of the year. Just because, you know, you lose the finals MVP, you lose a solid role player defender in Danny Green as well. And uh, you have just as many, or I think they actually got more wins this year than they did last year. And they did it without Kawhi, and they did it with, with the shortened season with the bubble and everything. So props to Nick Nurse and Toronto Raptors. He's my coach of the year. Just just, just phenomenal work on all ends. But, again, everyone here is, is very deserving of the award, uh, but there can only be one for each. So so that about wraps it up for us here. Um, trying to have the solo pod for the first time. Uh, curious to see what you guys think. Uh, much more difficult than I thought it would be. Uh, but once you get into the flow of things, it's kind of – kind of gets easier so i don't know curious to hear you guys thoughts as usual um subscribe to the podcast wherever you guys get your podcast whether it's google play iheart spotify the app store podcasts uh, any of those places we're on there you know, follow clutch points on social media we got some great graphics for you guys great content coming out for you guys during this bubble period so fo- follow blue eye they got a lot of great podcasts coming out as well baseball's back nfl's on the way back so uh, a lot of great work there too and um, yeah, if you guys uh, 
could please leave a five-star review wherever you guys get your podcast leave a nice review as well or leave an honest review actually just say that um if you guys liked it didn't like it any comments questions suggestions or concerns very willing to hear it all i got thick skin so don't worry about it and uh, yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, we will catch you guys probably after the seating order is set and we know who each team will be facing in both conferences we'll do sort of a preview for the west and the east but really focus on the lakers and clippers and see who they'll be facing as well so hope you guys enjoyed it and i will catch you guys next time peace